This is the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast. Supporting, inspiring and promoting women in business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast. Today I am delighted to have the wonderful Louise Reid here, who is a founder and CEO of Focus for Hope. So hello Louise. Hi Tammy. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Thank you so much for joining us today. So first of all, can you just tell me a little bit about Focus for Hope, the amazing work that you do within the community? Absolutely. So we are a charity who got charity status in November 2019. Um, and we help anybody vulnerable across our community and, and through really West Yorkshire and beyond. Now, under that umbrella is a lot of different people that need support. So we run events for the elderly to combat isolation and loneliness. So on Saturday, we just had our afternoon tea, which was amazing. We had over 65 elderly there. We waited on them hand and foot. We played bingo with them, we had lovely entertainment, and they went away with some cake to take home, which was lovely. We also do two-day trips a month, and these are funded with the National Lottery. Yeah, lovely to just take them about an hour's drive away and go to museums, all sorts of different places of interest, or theatre. And again, they're meeting new friends just to help combat that isolation and loneliness. We also help the homeless. So we do that every fortnight in Leeds. And we're feeding anywhere up to, I mean, anyway, really between 100, 120, 140 people. And not all of them are, are homeless. So they might have previously been homeless. They're still vulnerably housed. So they will still come back for that support and guidance. And we send two teams on outreach around the city to offer that support. So we give out hygiene packs, underwear packs, and obviously lots of drinks and food. And just that friendly year, and obviously we refer on for any support with housing or mental health or just healthcare that they might need as well. And then on the Saturday afternoon is our Kindness Cafe. And we run this in partnership with Happy Days and The Gathering Place. So that runs in conjunction with their food bank. So the vulnerable people in Halifax will come in, get a food bank parcel. And then we will, again, serve them a two-course hot meal, lots of drinks, and again, lots of friendly friendly faces to just lend that listening ear to. When COVID happened, we had to set up as a food bank. It was never my intention to go down that route, but obviously we needed to keep people safe and in their homes and, and to help feed them. So we have been doing that and st- we're still delivering right up until February this year, when we've now changed to what is called a social supermarket. We really researched into this to find the best model for us, really, and we chose one that runs in Bradford and it's called Food Savers. So basically our our people, so we gave them lots of warning and we helped them budget the money. We did lots of referring on to advice and support. So we prepared them ready for that switch and to start paying basically. So they become a member, they go onto our website, they choose their time slot and they come on a Friday. So it's a lovely buzzing community centre that they come into. And again, they can have tea and coffee, cake, biscuits, and they come and do their shop with us. So for the £8, they get to choose 18 items off our shelves. We've got like a little mini supermarket. And we collect from lots of various different supermarkets and shops, all the surplus. So it's things that are past their sell-by date, but not past their use-by date. And we, as a charity, find you know we feel it's really important to get a five a day. And so we buy fresh fruit and veg from our local veg shop. And so they ensure we're trying you know, get some healthy, balanced mm-hmm. diet into them. And it's a lovely, lovely feel to Fridays. It's super busy. We're at the minute, we're feeding... Or supporting about 60 households each week each week. And it's a real variety of people. So it can be obviously the elderly who have quite a lot of disabled 
and then just again, really struggling families. I mean, everything's gone up in price, so it's it's great for them to come. And we did a shop on our shop, and it basically, getting, depending on what they choose, you're getting around 35, 45 pounds worth of goods for eight pounds. And one pound of that eight pound goes into a credit union savings account. And that's why we chose that model, because it's just great to get them saving. You know, some people have never been able to save money. I know it's only a pound a week, but it's, you know, let's just forget about it and it'll just build up. And some of them, you know, they come in, they might pay for the four weeks up front when they've just got the benefits, they've just got paid. And also might just say, well, I'll just give you a tenner. So they're putting an extra two pounds into that savings account. So it's really, really good. Um, and we, we absolutely love it. We run lots of other little events from it was our coffee morning this morning. We have a craft and create club. So we do lots and lots of different things. We run a, a special a special needs group. So this is for parents with children with special educational needs. And again, it's just that safe space for them to come and offload and you know, just share what's going on in, in the life and 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 we, you know, sharing best practice, what works with another child might not work with this one, but it's just different ways and coping mechanisms and strategies. And we did an amazing day trip on Wednesday last week. We filled three minibuses in partnership with Huddersfield Giants Community Trust, and we drove them to Landudna. So these were families, again, that have got special needs. And some of these kids, honestly, had, had never been to the beach. It was so moving. They'd never put their feet in sand before. They'd never put the toes in, in the sea. And Everyone just had such an amazing day. It was it was really, really heartwarming. Thank you so much. And it is absolutely so inspirational what you do, Louise. It really is. And like you say, the day trip, I was lucky enough to join you. Yeah. And it was such a fantastic day. And like you say, opportunities for children that would never usually yeah. get that. And it was really, really moving and absolutely amazing to fill the day with so much joy. So I can imagine that Folks Hope has grown a lot over the years. What was your sort of reason behind it? What was your inspiration? And how have you got to where you are today with Focus for Hope? So, yeah, everyone says, why did you set it up? What what sort of what made you, what was that pinnacle point? And there really was one. So it was, it's about seven, eight, maybe nine years ago now, a little boy's body got washed up on a beach in Cos. And it just really struck a chord with me at the time. My daughter was only a few years older and I just, I was just, so it's horrendous. So I just knew I instantly wanted to help. So through my church, I got in touch and I was volunteering with another group. And we did donation drives and we drove down to Calais and volunteered for the weekend and came back. And we just kept doing that. The last sort of six months of my grandma's life, unfortunately, she had to spend in a nursing home due to her dementia. It got too bad. And I was absolutely flabbergasted how many little old days were just sat there, not being engaged, no one chatting to them. So I knew I wanted to do something with the elderly as well. Uh, my previous job, so I worked for Leeds City College. I've been an FE for many, many years. And, you know, we the, the college itself is multi-site throughout Leeds City Centre. So I was always walking through town. I'd always plop myself on the floor and chat to a homeless person and buy them a coffee and, and you know, get them a sandwich. So again, I just I knew I wanted to do something with the, with the elderly. So it was after one quite harrowing trip to Calais in August of 2016. And it was when they were disbanding the jungle where there was, mm. you know, anywhere up to 13,000 refugees there at the time. And it was it was really hard hitting. The police brutality was horrendous. And these people were just so desperate and needed our help. And it was the drive home from that. And I was in the van with my two friends. I was like, come on, let's do it. Let's just set up. So on the 16th of September, 2016, I rallied 12 friends around a table and we came up with a name, we came up with a vision and the ethos. 
and the rest is his history. Oh, amazing. And what a difference you've made in West Yorkshire. Oh, thank you. You've made such a difference. And, you know, seeing all the things that you do, all the activities that you do, so combat isolation, combat loneliness is just absolutely fantastic. And I'm sure many others would agree. So what is your background, Louise? How did you get into, I know you mentioned briefly that you used to work in FE. So could you tell us a little bit about where you started? Did you go to college? Did you go to university? Yeah, so I finished school at 16 and I'd got into new college in Huddersfield, all planning to go on that. And then my mum rang me one night and she said, I've just seen in the paper, there's a, 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 a travel consultant, YTS back in then, which is now apprenticeships at Lumpall in Dewsbury and anyway I went for the interview and I just thought you know what and I absolutely loved mm. it so I like the fact at 16 I could earn a little bit I think only about 40 pounds a month wow five pounds a week sorry and um but I absolutely loved it so I did my travel services level two and three and I moved then to going places in Huddersfield and that really kind of opened my eyes up to traveling um so I then went off traveling I came out of a well I came out of a domestic violence relationship which was pretty horrendous I had to literally jump out of the front room window and escape. So I then moved to Spain and I spent a year working for a lovely um, British couple at a bistro, just waitressing and running the bar and absolutely loved it. And then I moved and then I met my now husband. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 24 years ago. You know, we've just created this lovely family and he's really, really supportive and, and genuinely, he, you know, I couldn't do what I do without him just being an amazing dad, helping to run their family home. And just letting me have that freedom to just follow my dream. You know, never in a million years did I think I would be where I am today. I never thought that the charity would become a charity. Mm. It was just a community group for a good, you know, five years first. And it's grown and grown. And really the pandemic catapulted us as a charity forward. You know, I'd never really gone for a grant before. What I always do, I'm I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. I like when it was (laughs) ideas to help fundraise. So for the first ever Christmas dinner we did for the elderly, where we had 80 elderly in attendance, we climbed that great big outdoor climbing wall in Brig House. Oh, yes. We yeah. raised £600 and that paid for that. And we needed a minibus. So 19 of us threw ourselves out of a plane mm. and you know, raised that money so yeah. to buy our minibus. Amazing. So, yeah, it's it's been... Uh, it's come a long way, yeah. definitely. And I think we've talked about this before, getting charity status, and it's quite a long process to yes. go through, isn't it? And it you've got is. to have... You know, there's many many hoops you've got to jump through. Yes. So that in itself is is uh, you know a big a big thing. So when you came back from traveling, your career wise, did you go into education straight away? Yeah. So I actually I became an assessor. So because I'd had um, you know my travel services jobs and, and been front facing and customer service, so I delivered apprenticeships in a variety of subject areas, and I worked for a small training company in Leeds. And then I moved to Leeds City College and not only did I deliver the actual teaching sessions, but I actually implemented and managed that whole area. Mm. So it was not only the assessors award that I was delivering. So I was then teaching people to be assessors, but it was also the internal quality assurance award, which oh, is a level four. It's quite a high, high, a high level qualification. And that's it's kind of like quality checks and mm. doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, my biggest clients were the fire service. So it was really interesting. <laughs> I got to go and watch them on drills and practice mm-hmm. runs. I even got to go in the, in the smokehouse in, at, at the Birkinshaw place. And yeah, that was really, really interesting. So to see them all, you know, firefight and, and firsthand was, was, yeah, it was a really good experience mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, you know, I ran, I ran 
the community great behind folks for hope just alongside my job you know and I, like i said i never in a million years thought mm. it would then become my job yeah but luckily i was contact well i needed a storeroom actually my, my garage and my conservatory was just full of clothing and, and, and boxes and stuff for the for the homeless feeds and for the, the the calais trips that we were doing and my husband was like i can't get my bike out of the garage and you know, so I put a shout out, I needed a storeroom and I was put in touch with Town Hall Dental. And now they not only offered me a room, but they offered, you know, their support. So they started coming out on the streets in Leeds and we're doing dentistry on the streets and then inviting them back to the dentists so they could have, you know, a full fresh smile, which is just the impact of somebody, you know, having that fresh smile, having the teeth done, building their confidence that they can move forward with the life is just mm. so powerful. Oh, absolutely. It was amazing. And yeah, basically I I ended up leaving my job. Unfortunately, the college went through so many different restructures. It became a point where my job was inachievable in any any amount of hours. I was working crazy hours. It was quite stressful. And Town Hall Dental saw that. So they wanted to set up the charity arm of the dental surgery, mm. which is Town Hall Foundation. And obviously, because I've been through that process, doing it with Focus for Hope. So they actually said, well, do you want to come and work here? And wow. run Focus for Hope and, and help set up the foundation. So I did, took a huge page cut, but it didn't matter. You know, I really, this is my dream. And I, I just oh, yeah. it's amazing to be given that opportunity. Mm. And just to, yeah, I've, I've just, I've always grown up wanting to help other people. Mm. It's just, I think it's in me. Definitely. I've always, Absolutely. Always and Louise, you are the most one of the most selfless people I know, and absolutely, Louise will do anything for anybody. And you know, it's we need to recognise you for that. One day you'll get your MBA, Louise. Thank you. One day we'll uh, we'll be cheering you on when you get your MBA. So you've had quite a varied background, really. Yeah. Going from education to setting up charities. And what have you had recently with Focus for Hope? I know you've had the Style and Sacks event. And do you want to just explain a little bit about Replenish as well, what you set up? Yes, absolutely. So obviously I have a board of trustees now. And, you know, funding is getting harder. And we're always thinking of of different ways to fundraise. And, yeah, we we really had this vision when when we opened our new community hub that we wanted to then open not a charity shop, because I don't know if anybody's been to Brickhouse, but it, it, there's a lot of charity shops in Brickhouse. So we wanted to be really different and quite funky and fresh. So we have opened our pre-loved boutique, which is called Replenish. It's sort of next to our community hub, right on the main street in Brickhouse on Huddersfield Road. And honestly, I, I brought Claire in to, to design the shop for us, really. And not only did she do that, then I approached her, and she's really into you know, pre-loved fashion and, and all things that go with that. So I just, I just, I just called her. I said, look, would you come and work for me? Would, mm-hmm. you, would you actually manage the shop for us? Yeah. And she said, yes, uh, we are just going from strength to strength. And it's now making our charity completely sustainable, which is amazing. We couldn't do it without the donations. Obviously, we can't sell what we don't have. And, and the donations we're getting in are really amazing standard, lots and lots of designer gear. But it's not just designer, it is just good quality, you know, really affordable price prices. So it's it's lovely. And we ran out of funding for the elderly trips. So the past three months have been funded by Replenish. So it's so nice to say to somebody, well, you know, you bought those pair of shoes or you bought that handbag or you bought that dress. And that's helped to pay for a day trip to combat isolation and wellness with the elderly. 
Amazing. And you did a very successful event earlier this year, didn't you? Yes. It was absolutely amazing. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And becoming an annual event, isn't it, I believe? It certainly is, yes. So, again, thinking of different ways to fundraise, but I, I don't... I don't like asking people for money. Mm. I don't like, you know, so I want to put on a nice event, get people together and yeah, just have a fun night. So we said, let's do a fashion show. So we did that at the Cedar Court Hotel and we managed to bag Ellie Sachs. It was amazing. And you know what? It was just such a fun night. We didn't want to mm. have professional models. So it was literally our volunteers and a couple of friends and we strutted that catwalk. And it was amazing after we'd actually done the fashion show bit that Ellie just got on stage and everyone were literally just all dancing around us. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like a, a meet and greet with Ellie, wasn't it, at the it end? Really was. I mean, that, that was <laughs> the runway queue. She was stood on the stage yeah. and everyone having selfies. And it suddenly I became a PR manager. <laughs> and, uh, and it was nice for people um, to get that close. It was, them. yeah. People were so starstruck. And I think she's a really. it was yeah. such a fantastic oh, evening. Was. I think... You know, it was really good that she gave up her time to, you know, to yeah. fundraise for us and to be that presence. So tell us about any up and coming events or up and coming projects that you've got with Focus for Hope. Absolutely. So I love music and we run two music events each year. So we also did the first weekend in July, which was the first of July this year. We did Focus Fest. So it's just a small family festival and we run that at Miller's, which is our local bar in Brick House, lovely outdoor area. So we had lots of local bands giving up the time for free. And yeah, again, it raised a good couple of grand to that, which was amazing. And then, so we do one in winter as well. So on the 25th of November is our Music for Hope Night. So it's an inside one. But again, lovely local bands that just come and give their time up. And yeah, just have fun. It's just a really nice night. Come and have a boogie and you're doing your bit for charity. Amazing. Thank you very much. And... Any advice, Louise, for anybody that wants to get into the charity sector? Any advice for anyone and what has been your sort of, uh, how did you get into the charity sector and what advice would you give to anybody that wants to help, wants to get into the sector, whether that be in a fundraising role or a commercial role or, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would just say follow your dreams. You know, anything is possible if you put your mind to it and, and not to be sort of overwhelmed or, or defeated, you know, you've just got to keep going. And I'm a real firm believer in, you know, you put that hard work in and you will get what you want to achieve out of it. You know, I, I was really, my eyes have been open. There's so many amazing charities out there and there's lots of jobs in, in the sector. And, do you know, what? I just feel so blessed that every day I can genuinely help people. And there's not many mm, people that can say that. Absolutely. Yeah. And just on that, Louise, what is the most rewarding a memorable moment that you've ever had with Focus for Hope? Oh, gosh, there's so many. You're putting you on so the spot there. You are, <laughs> but, so we do a lot with domestic violence survivors. So we've seen over the years some really horrific, particularly ladies, about two men in the last six years, but majority is ladies. And they will be referred to us by the police or the statutory services. And generally they've been ripped away uh, in the middle of the night when an argument something's happening it's kicked off and... The police have got involved and, and pulled them out and, you know, got them away from their perpetrator. A real point one was this one lady, and she always sticks her mind, she, he'd bitten her nose clean off. Like, it was horrendous. Oh, gosh. Luckily, you know, the police acted quickly and they got it on ice and, she, I mean, she was black and blue, but they'd sewn it back on. But the other horrendous thing that he'd done is he'd he'd got with a Stanley knife, so you can imagine how far that actually goes into the skin, mm-hmm. and he slashed the bottom of her feet and her heels oh, so she couldn't run away. You know, I met her, and she was just, 
well, she's in a right state. There's no, no two ways about it. And just to watch her journey. So we supported her while she was living in the refuge because she'd come out of area and come to Brick House. So she knew nobody. And I just really clicked with her. And, you know, she then, she didn't want it. She didn't have children. Mm. So they, you know, they witnessed that. So she asked if she could come and give back to us. So she became one of our volunteers. Mm. And just to watch her her confidence grow yeah. and just to, to get over that horrendous trauma that she went oh, through. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably yeah. say that was a really poignant moment for me and just, yeah, really being able to see her journey and see her change and, and just, you know, we, we built a confidence slot. We gave that volunteering opportunity. She made new friends. We showed her around town. It was, yeah, really nice to, mm. to see her grow and develop. Yeah. No, definitely. I can imagine you seeing quite a lot of that yeah. in your role. Yeah, I mean, in lockdown, as you can imagine, domestic violence went through the roof. We, on average, probably do maybe four a month, deal with four domestic mm. violence service. In lockdown, it was six a week, you know, and, and it was people that had never been violent before. And I get it, you know, it was everyone just locked in together and everything's mm. heightened and stressed. Yeah. So, yeah, we've we've seen a bit of an increase again lately in it. Yeah. And it started... What I thought was towards the end of the football season, you always think, is it linked? You know, if someone's football team isn't doing well, if they might be drinking. Um, but but that's continued on. Mm. So, we, we, we yeah, we've definitely seen an increase, um, unfortunately, in, in domestic violence again. Yeah. So, yeah, we're busy helping mm. and supporting those. And, again, just by, you know, having replenished, we can now buy new bedding for yeah. buy all new things mm. rather than giving them secondhand donated things which yeah. is so lovely and we you know we really come into action when they move out of the refuge and we help them set up a new home mm-hmm. and support them because you know they've been controlled they've never lived on their own they never handled money so we, we really need to yeah. do a lot of work to support them and mm. um, yeah we love it yeah it sounds like you you get such a a reward you know a reward oh, when yeah. you've when you've helped if it feels so, even when I come and visit, you can just tell, you can just feel it as soon as you walk into the hub, you just feel like you're making such a difference. Yeah. So, Louise, if anybody wants to get involved in terms of volunteering, in terms of fundraising, if they want to choose you as Charity of the Year, like I know Yorkshire mm-hmm. businesswoman are at the moment. Yes. So how would they get involved? What roles would be available and where would we best to find you? Absolutely. So we, because we do so many different things, we've got so many different volunteering roles. First step is to go onto our website and just fill in the volunteer inquiry form and we'll get in touch. We we obviously because everybody we deal with is vulnerable, so everybody is DBS checked and we we give full training, they have full induction, and we obviously train them on a variety of different things from safeguarding to health and safety. But yeah, the, these roles from, you know, if you can spare a couple of hours on a Friday night in Leeds. And we've had quite a few of the business. We have, yeah, it's been lovely. We've had um, Zoe from the Marriott. We've had Sue's. It's been really lovely to see. Absolutely. And local businesses can just come, you know, you can come and just get involved. It really is, you know, as I say, you'll have a great time. We do have a laugh. We try and make light of the situation. Mm. There's some right characters. Obviously, they're hilarious. So, yeah, it's serving food and drinks and just chatting to them. So they can do the Friday night in Leeds or the Saturday afternoons in Halifax. If you can spare time during the week, again, it's things in our hubs. So whether that's um, helping at a craft club or coffee morning or restocking the shelves uh, for the supermarket, all sorts of bits, really. And I remember, Louise, when I first did the homeless feed in Leeds, I remember you saying to me, you know, people just want to talk. Yeah. And it is, it's, you know, as soon as you walk in there, 
it's just about talking to people and making them feel like they're a, they're a, person. a human, a person, yeah. yeah. And I remember coming home from, from that feed and thinking, I've really made a difference yeah, there. You do. Just by talking and just yeah. by treating them like they are yeah. a normal person. Unfortunately, they're, they're homeless. They get treated horrendously. You know, they, they get spat on, they get urinated on. We've seen, again, loads of injuries where, you know, they've slept in town and unfortunately... Drug people like to prey on them when they're coming out of the pubs, so we encourage them to get off the streets and out of the city centre. But yeah, people have been stabbed, we've had somewhere where they've had their sleeping bags set on fire, just horrendous things. And, and you know, as you said, Clem, it is just to make them feel like a person, mm. that they're worthy of your time. Yeah, and Just to chat to them about what they're going through, mm. what's going on, and how are you? You know, mm. just to give them your time is, mm. is just so invaluable. Yeah, because again, a lot, a lot of the stories are oh, I broke up with my wife, yeah. and that just ruined yeah. me. It's, it's things like that that. Yeah. This is it, you know. People, you know, it, it literally can happen to anybody. I used to sort of say anyone's two steps away from being homeless. In reality, now I would say one step. If you can't pay your rent, you're out. If you have a marriage breakdown, you know things end up on the streets, businesses going under. There's so many reasons why people can end up homeless and you know genuinely they're not all drug addicts they're not all alcoholics and you know we've seen over the years some cook you know go through that process and come out the other side and just transform the lives and it's it's wonderful to see and yeah we'd encourage anybody just to come and spend a couple of hours and just yeah give that time mm-hmm. back you can't buy that warm fuzzy feeling no absolutely day and it's yeah it's lovely well, thank you so much for telling us, Louise, all about focus. So just a quick one now about your inspiration. Who do you look up to, especially in the Yorkshire community, Yorkshire business community? Is there anyone in particular or anybody that, you know, really, when you wake up and you think, I'm doing it for them, or I want to be like this person? Who is there anyone in particular? That- yeah, so there's two ladies. Mandy Taylor was yeah. a huge inspiration to me, and I was so lucky enough when she agreed to be one of our trustees. Mm. Always looked up to her, always thought she was just always this bubbly, gorgeous character, big smile on her face. Yeah. You know, she she come and volunteered. I mean, as a trustee, she'd come in and just crack on with clean. Mm. Like, I'm, mm. I'm just gonna clean kitchen. Yeah. There was never anything oh. that was too much for her to do. And yeah, unfortunately, we, you know, we did lose Monday and, and it was horrendous that was. But I really feel like we're carrying carrying on her memory. And yeah. You know, we did that day out on Friday, on Wednesday in in memory of her because I know that's what she mm. she did. She took kids to the to the seaside. Mm. Another lady is Nikki Johnson Thompson, and again, she is just a really inspirational lady who has you know gone through different things in her life and just smashing it. And I just mm. think she just yeah, she's really inspirational to me, and she's a lovely, lovely lady and someone that I can call a friend. And I know that if I needed advice or guidance. I could absolutely email her, give her a ring, and she'd just be there for me, and I think that's really nice as well. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with those two. And, you know, we met, we actually met through Mandy, didn't we? Did. We uh, met through Mandy and, you know, developed this lovely friendship. Yes. And de- the three of you are just huge inspirations of mine. And, yeah, I met you all through through yeah. Mandy. Yeah. So that's really special. And like you said, we do like to continue Mandy's yes. legacy. And every time I come into your office, Louise, and I see that picture of Mandy, and I've yeah. got photographs of myself and Mandy around my office as well. And it, I do just look at it and I, I think don't. that's that's a Mandy. Come on, we're doing this in every day for Mandy. Yeah. So any more inspiration, Louise? Any more inspirational people or any more inspirational events that got you to this day? Claire from Care for Calais is another incredible lady. So she founded Care for Calais. 
And again, she's a friend. I, I do keep in touch with her. We're doing another, we're doing a trip. We, we got one in just before lockdown hit in February uh, 2020. And we're going again in September. So as part of my trustee role with the foundation. So I'm taking the whole dental team with us. And yeah, I would say Claire from Care for Colour, again, she set that up from scratch. She saw that need. And my God, she's one incredible lady. And she, you know, is really fighting for this safe passage so that refugees shouldn't have to make those harrowing journeys. And yeah, she again is one real inspiration lady. And again, I could probably ring up the ring her mm. anything and just yeah, it's nice all to get that information and, and, and just a bit guidance mm. at times. Yeah, definitely. I think we've mentioned in a few other episodes that how important it is to have your tribe, have your people yes. around you, have your core team. Exactly. So just a couple of questions, Louise, about Yorkshire. I'm putting you on the spot mm. here. So what would be your perfect day out in Yorkshire? Oh, my gosh. I know you like Ilkley, don't you? We do. As a family, we go to Ilkley. My kids love being in the water. And we often on a sunny day, we'll just go down by um, down by the beach there, a bit there, and, and we, you know, the kids just get in, in the river and have fun. Love the Peace Hall. Love going to all the different events there. And it's really, you know, it's such an iconic building. One event that we do have coming up is our big sleepout mm. at the Peace Hall. So I've done it every year. And this year we're actually partnering with Coldale Smart Moves. So it's going to be an amazing event. And if anybody fancies sleeping out for the night, it gives you a little glimpse of what it could be like to be homeless, but you are locked in and you are safe. And, you know, nobody's going to want to do anything to you. know. And it's lovely just to help raise awareness and funds for both charities. And again, Coldale Smart Move, we work really closely with. And again, they help the homeless and vulnerable in Coldale as well. So, yeah, I would probably say those three places. Amazing. And how about a restaurant? What about your favourite restaurant in Yorkshire? Ooh, I mean, there's quite a few. I My all-time favourite used to be BB's. Mm. I loved, loved going to BB's. And then, yeah, DeSandra's, so one of our trustees, Lydia, that's her family-run restaurant. And do you know what? You always have a good meal there. Oh, that you do. Like, that was Mandy's favourite yeah. restaurant as well. My husband loves Thai food, so, yeah, we've got a, a local sort of um, Thai restaurant in Brick House as well, which is really good. But, yeah, love love food. Love eating out. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much, Louise, for our chat today been certainly inspirational and if any of our listeners are listening and would like to get involved with folks for hope do just find folks for hope on social media get in touch with louise and come and volunteer that'd be amazing and yeah just just you know we're very active on social media give us a like give us a follow on we're on twitter insta linkedin facebook Facebook, (laughs) all our events are listed on facebook as well so yeah please do come get involved honestly you will love it Thank you so much, Louise, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks. This is the Yorkshire Businesswoman podcast. To join the Yorkshire Businesswoman Network and find out more, visit our website, yorkshirebusinesswoman.co.uk or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. This podcast was produced by This Is Distorted.